This is Golf with Jay Delsing. A two-time All-American at UCLA. A participant in nearly 700 PGA Tour events. Seven professional wins to his credit. Over 30 years of professional golf experience. A member of the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. It's a Sunday morning. Welcome into the show. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, and we're presented by Darty Business Solutions. It is the Sunday before the official kickoff to the Ascension Charity Classic. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. Jay competing again in this year's Ascension Charity Classic. I know you are fired up. This is like Christmas Eve for you. Oh, man. Daddy, good morning. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Next Sunday morning. Hope to get to wake up and play late and, uh, <laughs> and you know, be nervous as hell and see what can happen. Yeah, the, the golf course is spectacular. Danny, the build out and the stuff that they're doing over at Norwood, it's hard not to get excited. I mean, you and I just played there yesterday or uh, earlier in the week, whenever I can't remember the days anymore. And it was just, I mean, have you seen a golf course in that kind of condition before? I've never seen Norwood in that type of condition. Norwood is in fabulous shape. And I do wonder if the rain that we had, remember we had like a week long oh, yeah. worth of rain probably two weeks ago, something like that. And it just seems like that got the course in just magnificent shape. The heat has subsided to an extent should be a hot week out at the ascension but for the most part it's been great weather so the course is taking shape it is it looks great the sky boxes dude it's just so cool to think that there'll be that many corporate you know people up there and and um we have that marcone viewing deck that is it's gonna be badass for our first responders and our military folks and by the way you can go to ascensioncharityclassic.com and register any of you folks men and women you want your families to go we have complimentary tickets for the entire family we're going to uh have this place it's, it's just spectacular it's, it's going to be shaded it's we're going to get some refreshments there for you guys and we just appreciate your help and service and uh you're going to get a good seat for some good action we'll do a deep dive into the ascension charity classic on this show one of our guests will be steve spratt now steve is the president of the Ascension Charity Classic, VP of Marketing for Ascension. He'll be in studio in hour number two. And also in hour number one, Jerry Haas, the head coach at Wake Forest. That name rings a bell for a lot of folks because Belleville area residents. So looking forward to visiting with Jerry. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Uncle Bob, Uncle Bob Golby, the great Bob Golby, the grandfather of golf here in St. Louis and a Masters champion in 1968. And uh, and the list goes on and on. Kind of the one of the founders, Danny, of the Champions Tour with he and Sam Snead and Gardner Dickinson and those folks. Um, yeah, we got a lot to be grateful for, for all those that came in front of us, man, that made it made it good for us. Well, let's, let's get into that just a little bit. How did the Champions Tour all come about? Yeah, well, I mean, you, you basically had a bunch of these old studs that, you know, can't, you, you really can't compete when you get into your late 40s and, and 50s, or at least most of them. And so um, they got together and thought, you know, well, People still want to watch you. Why not? And familiar names. I mean, you know, you look at what um, uh, Lee Trevino did and, 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 and those names did for this. Jack Nicholas has won eight major championships on the Champions Tour. You I know? don't think many people realize that. I know. That he was a part of it. Not only a part of it, but one and one big on the Champions Tour. Oh, yeah. Arnold Palmer was right yes. there a lot. I mean, you're, so you're talking about these pillars and these great names. And so what they did, Danny, is they started. Uh, interesting story. Um 
when I was playing the regular tour, there were guys that I had played with early in my career that I'm seeing come out. And I'm like, guys, what are you doing playing? And they're like, well, we got two more weeks and I turn 50. And then there's 40 some odd events on the champ. You know, we only have 26 events now. But Danny, there was a time when they had 40 something events champions events and so a guy like me with my status i would have got to play 20 times a year had they kept that up but what interesting thing happened one year during hale Irwin's run and hale had a great run until this year when bernard langer passed him in, in total number of victories there was a chance that hale Irwin on the champions tour was going to be the worldwide leading money winner is that right? Even and more than the PGA Tour? Because the purses just hadn't boosted up all that much. You know, Hale won a, a million times out there. I think sure. he won 45 times. And so he had, had and, and that really sent some shockwaves to Jacksonville at headquarters. And so we, we're, we're never going to have that many events on the Champions Tour anymore. What do you think it'll be like if Tiger says, I'm coming out, what the purses might be like for the Champions Tour? The whole world might change. Yeah. I mean, the whole world might change. We're only talking about three more years. And um, actually, two and a half years. And I don't even, I can't even imagine. I can't either. I, I mean, Danny, it would be, when I look back and what people in St. Louis remember about Tiger Woods and being here at Belle Reve in 2018, you couldn't fit a, the, the trees were full. I mean, you know, there were people everywhere that scene at 18 with Tiger overlooking the bridge and all those people out there. It was just spectacular. And to imagine what he, I mean, Danny, there are, there are certain people that still think Tiger won the PGA. Exactly. And he, he you know, Brooks Koepka won the championship. But what he did was just awesome. That run on, on Sunday. And how about hitting zero fairways on the front nine at Bell Reef? shooting four under par it's incredible and then the shot on number nine is one that i'll remember forever he's Always. over near the the work shed and hicks said big banana up there and puts it within a foot or whatever it was it, the place went nuts he was making his run and when he hold that putt on one of those holes danny the whole ground the shit the ground was shaking it was it was awesome to see it so was this past week and we'll, i'm going to sp- you know, sprinkle this in throughout the show, but yeah. you were working with your caddy. One of the things that people have to understand is if you're going to the events uh, this week out at the Champions Tour in the Ascension Charity Classic at Norwood Hills Country Club, you're going to see guys like Jay potentially be in a cart. Other players will be in a cart. That's something that you're allowed to do on this tour. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't like to be in there. I've got a couple of, you know, nagging injuries, and so I'm not going to be able to uh, walk the, the whole 18, but I found out today I am going to be able to walk, you know, say I, I, I can walk nine holes and take a cart nine holes, or I can, I can, you know, walk 15 holes and take a cart three holes or something like that. So there's definitely a thing there, but I wanted to find out the rules. So if I do take a cart, Danny, my caddy can't at any time have his clubs in or touching the cart. He has to carry the bag the whole time. Let's say I wanted to, um, I need an umbrella, you know, and, and, and now he, uh, Todd Sandstrom is a great guy. He's a rule, head rules officials, and he, he did say, if we get inclement weather, we kind of look the other way. You can load the cart up with some of your rain gear. So, but I'm, I'm really not sure what we're after here. I sure. Mean, it really doesn't have anything to do with the championship. So he's got to carry. Pearlie is going to carry yep. for you, your yep. longtime buddy and yep. former co-host on this show. Yep. So he's going to be catting for you. 
and he essentially has got to be away from the actual cart. So he's carrying the bag just like it's a normal event. You're able to drive up to your ball, think about it, do whatever you want to do. Get to yardage, yardage. things like that. Yeah, yeah and I can, I can drive slowly next to him, and we can still chatter and banter back and forth and things like that. I did ask him, you got me the coolest um, – uh, Gosh, is that a little speaker? A speaker, and, and we listen to music every time we play. And I said, "Hey, Todd," and he goes, "No, not a don't chance." Even, don't even look at me. I'm like, "Come on, man! How about a little Eddie Vedder or Dave Matthews yeah. running around swinging a little swing lube? That's perfect." He's like, "No, that's what you love, though. That love relaxes that. you a little bit." I know, bit. I love that. So I'll just I'll just have it playing in my head somewhere. How about the distances? We've been out uh, this past week. We're coming to you on this Sunday morning, the eve, really, of this week that is the the Champions Tour stop here in St. Louis. Um, this past week, I noticed that some of the yardages in terms of where you're going to tee off, a little bit different than what we thought it might be. Yeah, Danny. So uh, specifically on the back nine, uh, number 14 is a 470-something, almost 480-yard hold that they're not going to play the back tee on. Now, interesting enough, the hole prior, number 13, they are going to have that one all the way back, and that hole is 465, but it's uphill. Sure. The other one, so it's a beast. I mean, we talked about that. It's a beast of a hole. But also then on number 15, the par 5, they've – They've closed off the back tee at 614 yards, which I'm not bad about at all. I wouldn't imagine that that no. would upset you at all because no. you think about how deep that goes. I mean, you got to hit a bomb just to get it out into the fairway, into the, the, into the, into the yeah, fairway. man. That, but we were looking at that the other day with all those workers out there, and I'm like, not only can we pick off one of those workers, but you could hit one in the skybox. <laughs> you could hit it a lot. There's a lot of areas to the – you know, there's this creek over there on the right that makes you go a little bit more left exactly. than you like to over there. So. We'll have to see what happens there, but it's um, man, Mike Null, his staff, uh, Smitty, uh, Brandon Smith, and Bobby Pavilonis, and Matt, and Tyler, and Kyle. All the guys have just they're they're working their butts off. It looks great. Steve Spratt and and uh, Alonzo and Tim and Maggie and Nick. Connor and yep. Nick and all the guys at Ascension and HNS. They're 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 killing it. It, what, it just looks great. You know what's amazing is that the members at Norwood will give up the the club for this week. This upcoming week, um, which we we should thank the members for saying, yeah, come on. They're, they're saying they, they'll have reciprocals, different places, but they're giving up their course for the week. The amazing thing is, though, they've been able to play because the, the condition of the course is so immaculate. They've been able to play all through this weekend, basically. Oh, they'll get to play all the way up into uh, Monday. It's yeah. a, absolutely unheard of, but that's the kind of condition that Norwood's in. And we're going to tip our cap to the Norwood Hills members today because of that. But um you know, Danny, you just don't see that very often. You know, they're going to have that qualifier on Monday. It's only going to be 40 or 50 so players. So that's tomorrow. So. Yeah, that's tomorrow. Okay. Sorry, on, on tur- I was thinking, you know, tournament week Monday. Sure. That's tomorrow. And then Tuesday's basically a wide open practice round, you know, and I'm just going to go out probably for an hour or two and hit some chips and pitches around some of the difficult spots and just, just you know, take it easy because there's a lot. Of, I've also got to play a pro-am on, on Tuesday on the East Course. And then two pro-ams on Wednesday and Thursday. So it's, it's a lot of golf. It's, it'll be six straight days of golf. Is it too much? Doing yeah. that much? I'll be all right. You're I'm used ready. to it, right? Yeah, you and I have been playing. We've been, pre- we've been talking about this for six months, you and I. Off the air, on the air, prepping and playing a lot and just clubbing our hands. And, and uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm good. Off and running here with Golf with Jay Delsing. He's fired up as the Ascension Charity Classic is here. And as you mentioned before, let's tip our cap. Well, we want to thank the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood and our buddy Colin Burt. 314-966-0303 is the number. Any sort of vehicle. Guys, Colin's your guy. 
terrific guy, great service department, anything you need. And he sponsors the Tip of the Cap segment. We are tipping the cap to the Norwood Hills members. Now, Nick Ragone came on uh, the air maybe a month or two ago with us multiple times. And then Steve Spratt also um, coming up later on, today. On, later on today, we'll talk about the volunteer program and, and the number of volunteers. It's nearly a thousand members are, 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 are uh, people that are involved in it. But the good majority, Danny, are Norwood Hills members. And, and they're giving up their golf course for a week. That's a big, big ask. Both golf courses are closed. We're going to have a lot of people there. I can't wait to see the crowds on Sunday. But there'll be Norwood Hills members captaining each hole and trying to help with crowd control and just organizational things and work the range, work transportation, the locker room and the caddies and and all that stuff. So we're tipping our cap to the members. They've been a huge supporter of mine my entire life. They support the the Ascension Charity Classic, and and they just do a great job. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions. It's golf with Jay Delsing, heard every Sunday again. Hour number one, we'll visit with Jerry Haas. That'll be in about 20, 25 minutes or so. He's the head coach at Wake Forest Powerhouse Program in golf, also Belleville native, so we'll visit with him. Also, Steve Spratt, the VP of Marketing at Ascension, the president of the Ascension Charity Classic. The big news from this past week, we're going to get into it up next, but the Ryder Cup for the Americans has been selected. More on that in just a moment. Golf with Jay Delsing. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, mostly young African-American females are making between $55,000 and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, fifty-five dollars to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. This is Dan McLaughlin, inviting you to the 21st annual Dan McLaughlin Golf Tournament to benefit the Special Education Foundation. This tournament has raised over $5 million, and 100% of the money raised has gone to children with special needs in our community. To sponsor, volunteer, or to play in the event on October 9th at Norwood Hills Country Club, please visit sef-stl.org. I'll see you on October 9th at Norwood Hills Country Club. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, any maker model, then you need to visit the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. They are the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. My daughter and I both drive vehicles supplied by Colin and the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. And the reason we have them is because we know we can trust them. They made the car buying experience painless and very easy. Their customer service is second to none. They provided my daughter with a loaner car when her Passat needed repairs. Every single step of the car buying experience was taken care of for us. You can reach Colin at 314-966-0303 and he will answer all of your questions and put your mind at ease. 
The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood has new or pre-owned vehicles to be purchased or leased, whichever you prefer. Once you visit the Dean Team Volkswagen on Manchester and Kirkwood, you'll become a customer for life because they'll treat you like family. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. The Legends of Golf return to St. Louis in 2023. You won't want to miss one of the strongest fields in golf. Ernie Els, Steve Stricker, Bernard Longer, John Daly, and many more when they compete for the 2023 Ascension Charity Classic title, September 5th through the 10th at historic Norwood Hills Country Club. All proceeds benefit area charities. Together, we were able to donate over $1 million to those most in need last year. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com. I'd like to welcome I Promise to the Golf with Jay Delsing show. What is I Promise, you ask? It's a St. Louis-based company with the most clinically-backed eye health performance supplement brand with over 20 years of eye health expertise and nutrition science. It's all natural, and their cutting-edge science and technology has helped I Promise forge many exciting new golf partnerships, like with the PGA of America, the Titleist Performance Institute, the Ledbetter Academy, and many more. Perhaps the most exciting component for me is that all of this new improvement is measurable. I can tell you that in my case, my initial score was around 0.25. And after taking the I Promise product for two plus months, my score soared to almost 0.60. It had more than doubled. I can now read the greens better because I'm not really dealing with as much glare and trying to manage that. And I squint much less when I'm playing golf. And you don't have to take it from me. Check out what Padraig Harrington has to say about this product. He is playing some of the best golf of his career in his early 50s. And he swears, I promise, has helped improve his short game. Check out I Promise. That's I Promise, the company helping us to see better, play better, and live better. Visit them at IPromise.com. Hi, this is Peter Jacobson, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. Hour number one of Golf with Jay Delsing on this Sunday morning on 101 ESPN. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions. Just across the way, that's Jay Delsing. He'll be playing in the Ascension Charity Classic. I'm Dan McLaughlin. We'll have plenty on the Ascension coming up throughout the show. Let's dive in, though, Jay, to the really big news of this week, and it is the Ryder Cup team. Announced by Captain Zach Johnson. By the way, the vice captains are Steve Stricker, Davis Love III, Jim Furyk, Fred Couples. Stuart Sink, also a vice captain. The players now, we know, for Team USA. The Americans will have Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Brian Harmon, Patrick Cantlay, uh, Max Homa, Xander Shoffley, Sam Burns, Ricky Fowler, Brooks Kepka, Cor- uh, Colin Morikawa, Jordan Spieth, and Justin Thomas. Just initially, your wow. thoughts on that team. You know, Danny, I just it, it's, it's going to all boil down to the performance and how these guys perform. Captain Johnson could have looked like a genius if Ricky and JT and Jordan go out and play well. And if, if they don't, we're, we're, he'll, he'll be second-guessed until the cows come home. I mean, that's just that's just the nature of it. I mean, there's no reason Colin Morikawa shouldn't have been on the team. That It just gets a little dodgy with Ricky and JT, in my opinion. Sam, Sam Burns as well. Love the kid. 
We've 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 actually made a hell of a lot of money on that kid this year. He's went knocked off events a bunch of events that we've had him in our um in our in our picks. But boy, you know, Luke, Lucas Glover is arguably this playing the second best of anybody in the world behind Victor Hovland, and you know he's get gets left off the team. Keegan Bradley had an excellent year, and he gets left off the team. I mean. I don't know, man. It, it just all is going to go down to see how the boy, how these captain picks play. Well, we uh, heard from Zach Johnson earlier this week, and he talked about camaraderie being important, obviously, for either side. I think what we've witnessed and seen in my time, and, and I think it's a very fortunate thing, is that Team USA has kind of taken a turn when it comes to the ownership side by the players. And it kind of started back in, you know, 2015, really, when it came to the task force and how that was constructed, some of the things they laid out. I think we've got great systems now in place, and and that system has been handed down to me. It's a system that I I certainly uh, have the honor of receiving, and it's also one that is something that I, I have to take very seriously. So it's not rigid enough that it can't take on my personality, which is great, and, and obviously the key decisions are going to go on my shoulders, but it, it's one that is efficient and effective. It does not mean it's going to result in wins. Why wouldn't the players have some say in what we're trying to formulate? I mean, especially the ones that earn their way, frankly, have earned their way to the point where, you know, this is their team. And so, again, I'm not suggesting it's the only factor. By no means is it. But, you know, what helps is when you have a team room, when you have 18 guys collectively, if you include my vice captains, where there's synergy, where there's camaraderie, where there's chemistry. And I don't even have to I don't have to be concerned about any any sort of drama amongst amongst those core guys that that to me is ends up being a quality team and we can live with the results once we get over there because we know we got each other's back really interesting with his picks you look at kind of the some people are saying well it's the old boys network getting together and getting ricky in there and jt and you got spieth and these are guys that have been there before but there is something to camaraderie clearly with these events. Yeah, and I think one thing that that uh, JT brings to the table is a real vocal, inspirational, hard on your sleeve kind of guy. And there's not a lot of that in that U.S. room. Kepka is not that guy. You know, Jordan Spieth's a little bit like that. Morikawa certainly isn't. Sam Burns certainly isn't. Um, Ricky is kind of somewhere in between. And so, you know, it's nice to get a mix like that in there, Danny. A lot of guys are going to lead by example. Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay, they're they're quiet guys. They're, a, they're assassins. Don't get me wrong. They're going to be paired together. And it's going to be interesting to watch them play. They were wonderful up at Whistling Straits, just wonderful. But, you know, it, it seems to me, Danny, when I look back and think about Ryder Cups, a lot of comes down to putting. Sure. And one of the one of the drawbacks about Lucas Glover is, you know, he's had the ball. He's had the yips and he's had all that putter. stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. So Sam Burns has got a good short game. Sam Burns is is probably Scotty Scheffler's best friend. And so who knows? Who knows what all went into all this stuff? Let's hear from Sam Burns. I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't say it was my number one goal, too, that it was something I, I wanted to be a part of and I didn't want to miss out on. And so uh, when Zach you know, gave me the call, just incredibly honored. For me personally, there's no higher honor than to represent your country, uh, to be a part of this Ryder Cup, to tee it up alongside these world-class players and guys. I'm extremely 
extremely excited. So big moment for him getting selected to the Ryder Cup. Also some other guys, though, that you, we didn't mention before, Keegan Bradley. Right. You know, Keegan Bradley being on the outside looking at another one that very well could have been a part of this team. Absolutely. Very much a resurgent year and a half for Keegan Bradley, winning again. And, and he's got this awkwardness about him, Danny, and the way he kind of stalks his putts and stalks him and, and, and does some of his pre-shot routines that's kind of awkward. But you know, he's intense and in a, in a competitor and had a very willing, a very worthy pick if Captain Johnson would have gone that way. Zach Johnson talked about why Justin Thomas. One of the most tan- talented players on the PGA Tour, in my opinion. Uh, he has, without question, been the heart and soul of Team USA, Ryder Cups, our emotional leader, I would say. And I don't, I don't think he uh, would argue with that. He just leads by example. Overall, a fantastic Ryder Cup record. His passion for the Ryder Cup is very evident. He would say it himself. He has said it himself. In my mind, he was born for this. You just don't leave JT at home. Justin Thomas, all-time, by the way, 6-2-1 in his Ryder Cups. What does it mean to him? I mean, it's it's exciting. It's it's a it's a type of nerves that I don't think you can really put into words and, and us that have experienced it, especially over there, can can understand it's it's a it's a it's butterflies, but it's good butterflies. You know, it's the it's all the nerves that we are playing for. It's it's why we play professional golf is to be in these kind of atmospheres and um you know, I mean, it's it doesn't matter how many cups we've played in, whether it's our first one or our fifth one or our third one, and we're all going to be nervous. But it, this is it's it's a great opportunity, and uh, I think all of us are very excited, and I know the rookies are as well. Well, you get the idea there, Jay. It's all about experience and adding Justin Thomas to this particular team. And and hats off to that logic, and I get that, Danny. It's all going to come down to performing, just like it always is. And you know what? At the end of the day, we talk about this all the time. It's one of the things that's so great about golf. It is so cut and dry. Yeah, you got a bad bounce. Yeah, but yeah, how did what did you shoot? Oh. You shot your 70. It beats my 71 every single day of the week. I got to figure out a way to get better. This is going to be here's a, here's think about this. Think about the top six that the Euros, Euros are running out there. We've got Rory. We've got Rahmer. We've got King Victor. We've got Matthew Fitzpatrick. We've got Terrell Hatton. And I forgot earlier when we were talking, we got Tommy Fleetwood. That's right. That, I mean, Danny, really? That's Pretty strong. Good. That is really, really strong. That top six against any top six, it's going to be interesting. Does it shock you that this is Ricky Fowler's fifth Ryder Cup? I can't. Yeah, I saw that. And I thought that was a typo. Five. I thought that was a typo. He's he's a young man. He's he probably has, has never missed one. I guess. So it's 2010, 14, 16, 18, and then now here in in 2023. Um, and so here he is, man, again. And you, you're not going to find a more maybe experienced guy than Ricky Fowler as a part of this team. And I will tell you, Danny, strong guy in the room. He's well-loved by everybody. Very, very popular player on tour. And you know what? He won again. You know, he's his game is back. He's back in the top 50 in the world. He's 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 played really, really super well. I mean, Danny, there was a time not very long ago where he had a top five finish in every major championship. He's been a part, by the way, on the, the previous times he's been a part of the Ryder Cup. He's been on three of the ones that had to go off of home soil. So we're talking about going to play over in Rome. Here's a guy that's been through that atmosphere before, and that's maybe part of the selection process too, is that, hey, he's been through this before. I agree, Danny, because when you think about bringing a rookie on to this team, 
and they're playing for the red, white, and blue on U.S. soil or for the red, white, and blue on European soil, that's a big difference. Huge difference. So we basically got two rookies on – well, no, that's not true. We've got Wyndham Clark. We've got four rookies on this team. When uh, you set up this team, too, you're also looking at who is going to be compatible, yeah. who, who's going to get along in the pairings, and, yep. and that's part of what happens here if you're Zach Johnson as well. Oh, there's no doubt. It's going to be – fascinating to see how he works this stuff you know because you've got um when i was uh doing pga tour live i was at the um in austin texas for the accenture match play and one of the rounds that i had in the quarterfinals was Roy versus brian Harmon, and i watched brian Harmon take rory and the golf course apart and it was stunning watching the difference off the tee but this this brian Harmon's a He's, he's a baller, and he's a pit bull, and he was not even affected. And I got to interview him after the round, and I said, you know, Brian, obviously you almost won the National Open last year at Aaron Hills, finishing second to Brooks Kepka. so I knew the stage wasn't going to be too big. But it's hard not to get get caught up in the wash of Rory McIlroy in the game, the driving prowess, the difference off the tee. And he said, yeah, man, he goes, I just didn't even watch. I said I knew I'd be hitting first all day. I had to play my game, and I said, I thought to myself, if I play my game and get my iron game, you know, down, I'm going to put a lot of pressure on him. And he did, and he and he goes, and it just went my way. But that's what that's what Brian Harmon brings to this team. And Danny, he's a good putter. Brooks Kepka, you mentioned his name. He'll be a part of the Ryder Cup as well. I think it's just playing for something bigger than yourself, right? You don't want to let the the other guys on the team down and it's a fun event i mean it's i think the, the fun most nervous i've ever been in, in a golf tournament was teeing it up the Ryder cup so uh, i've enjoyed it and every time i've i've played i've just uh just tried to go get a point for the team last few years have been been a lot but uh at the same time that's that's what i've been grinding for that's what i've been um trying to get back into into shape and 100 percent feel good um just for this moment and get out and go play with the team so Super excited, looking forward to it, and we got a we got a great great group of guys, great captain, great assistants. It's it's going to be a fun week. Think about his year and where it's gone from injuries to being a part of live, and now kind of reunited with his buddies here on the Ryder Cup. Interesting, and indeed, when I watched that full swing from that that Netflix series and Kepka and his attitude and just where he was in his life and the injuries whining about his putting and now thinking here's a guy that's knocked another major championship off could have had to the masters you, you got to remember the guy slept on the lead at augusta on saturday night but had to go out and play 30 holes you know because of that bad weather that they got and it just didn't go his way and john Rahm, very worthy champion you know won that championship but we just don't get to see brooks play much Hardly at all, and it's just in the majors. And I, you and I are, are both fans of the game of golf. We love golf no matter if it's live. I don't like what it's represented, but I'll still watch it. And yeah. my point is I've seen him play. I've seen Mickelson play. I've seen Patrick Reed play, so on and so forth, of these guys that are part of live on the WB. I watch it, but I guarantee you no one else is watching no, it. No one's watching. No it, one's man. watching. No one's seen these guys until they pop up on a major. We're the nerds, and we like being in the weeds on this stuff. But, man, yeah, so you start thinking about his game, and you're kind of like, well, I guess he's playing all right. I mean, then we pulled up, what was it, the – 
the Bedminster Live Event D, and he finished like 39th out of 46 or He's something. He's 38 out of 48. Yeah, something like that. And I mean, and you and I couldn't name one player that finished behind him. We had never heard of him. Well, think about the intensity for a Live player, and he'll be the only one. The Euros will not have that part of their deal. Yeah. It's, they can't do it. But with. Brooks Kepka playing in, in four majors, and that's it. That's when he's amped it up. He said he lives for majors, and now all of a sudden he'll have to amp it up for the American team over in Rome. Right, right. He'll be ready. He'll be ready. I don't worry about him. I really don't worry about him. He's he's taken his game to a, to a, the next level. When he came out and said what he said to Amanda Renner on Saturday prior to the Sunday round at the PGA at, at uh, Rochester this year, I knew that uh, he was dialed. It's the Ascension Charity Classic Week. We're going to have more with that and on that with Steve Spratt. He is the VP of Ascension, the marketing side, also the president of the Ascension Charity Classic. He's coming up in hour number two. But up next, we'll visit with Jerry Haas, local guy, Belleville native, head coach at Wake Forest. Should be a fun visit with Jerry coming up. The gateway section of the PGA, led by Allie Wells, is the center of golf for us here in St. Louis. With over 350 men and women in the organization, You'll be hard-pressed to find a golf course, driving range, or practice facility where one of these men and women members are not present working tirelessly to enhance your golf experience. From PGA Reach, the charitable foundation arm of the section, which raises and donates millions of dollars to the needy in our community, to PGA Hope that helps and supports our former military through the game of golf, to the PGA Junior League, which has turned out to be a game changer for creating opportunities and bringing more young players into the game, our gateway section remains committed to growing the game of golf. Again, at this year's Ascension Charity Classic, PGA Reach will be one of the benefactors of our Legends Charity Shootout, where half of the money raised will go to PGA Reach. The gateway section of the PGA, helping us all enjoy the game we love. For the best in Italian cuisine in St. Louis, look no further than Paul Mano's, located in Chesterfield. It's traditional Italian cooking, and their best ingredient, it's their tradition. It's cooking like Paul's grandmother used to make and like his mother still prepares today. There are no corners cut at Paul Mano's, from greeting you at the door to the pasta you'll share with your family. Paul Mano's is committed to bringing you their very best anytime you share a meal at their place. It's Paul Mano's located in Chesterfield. Hi, this is Adam Betts from Family Golf and Learning Center. At FGLC here in Kirkwood, we feature a double-decker driving range, two large grass tees with Tahoma Bermuda grass. You want to work on your short game? We have a short game area too, which features a 20,000 square foot green, three bunkers, and zoysia surrounds. Also at Family Golf and Learning Center, don't forget about our nine-hole par three course, the indoor trackman simulators, and our performance center. If you're looking for the best golf instruction, regardless of skill, we can help. Find out more at FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. We make St. Louis better at golf. You all know by now that Marcone is a fantastic community steward. From donating service dogs for our wounded heroes in need to supporting our men and women first responders through the Backstoppers. This year at the 2023 Ascension Charity Classic, Marcone will once again sponsor the military viewing deck on the 18th hole at Norwood Hills. This is a specifically designed area for our military, police and fire, and first responders. Marcone will have complimentary food and beverage as well as ample seating for our friends to watch some great PGA Tour champions 
golf from a perfect vantage point. And did I mention that entrance into the Ascension Charity Classic the entire week is complimentary? That's right. It's completely free for our men and women in the military, police and fire, and first responders. Reach out to us at ascensioncharityclassic.com or me at j at jdelsinggolf.com for more information and tickets. It's Marcone, proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. Hi, this is Nick Ragone from the Ascension Charity Classic. And you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. Along with Jay Delsing, I'm Dan McLaughlin, and we have golf royalty from Belleville, Illinois. And I mean royalty, and that is Jerry Haas, longtime men's head coach at Wake Forest University, longtime pro, and he's been kind enough to join us. And, hey, Jerry, thanks for your time. We certainly appreciate it. Always great to talk to the homies back there in the uh, St. Louis and Belleville area. And uh, I caught up with Jay a couple weeks ago about a couple players he's been teaching. And uh, when you've been around golf as long as we have, it's um, – it's a wonderful sport to be a part of, for sure. Uh, Jerry, when I when, uh, well, and I really echo what Danny said. I really appreciate you jumping on. But you know, when I think about how lucky we've we've been and how great the game has been to us and what it's provided, man, it's uh, it could have gone a lot of different ways. <laughs> you guys kind of you came from a golfing family. I had a lot of sports in the family, but in the area that we grew up, it could have gone a lot of ways, man. We had some players, didn't we? The more I think back about it, and uh, you ended up going to UCLA. We talked the other day that all five guys on your team uh, played on the PGA Tour, which is incredibly impressive. Um, You were a great player in the St. Louis area, and we were at St. Clair over there in Belleville, and luckily enough, we were able to be a part of the St. Louis District Golf Association. So that gave us some really good competition, and then – you know, having Uncle Bob Golby as my brother Jay's teacher and then my teacher. And um, he was really, really good when you look back at uh, keeping the game pretty simple, great fundamentalist. And, um, you know, I still play okay today. And uh, I miss him a lot, but I think about him a lot and all that he taught me. We really lost a great a great man when Bob passed. And, and um, when I think back... Jerry, uh, just the, just the conversations I had with Bob, his gruffness, his get right to the point. He's so tough and hard nosed, wasn't he? He was very hard nosed, but yet, you know, it's funny. I, he used to always tell me, "Tall through the ball, tall through the ball." He told me that once. I mean, he told me a hundred times. And you know, you got to swing under the two by four. And basically, what he was saying, it's it's what people teach today. Oh, you got to work from the ground up. You know, but tall through the ball and that's kind of the way guys taught back then because he was around great players and they kind of copied each other or talked to each other and then he would relay great information to you um and then he would leave town for about three weeks and you'd work on it and then he'd come home and we'd say hey how's this and he'd go no no that's not right (laughs) right." like what do you mean that's not right i just worked on it for three weeks let me show you again he'd show you again and like Oh, okay. Now I got it. And then, yeah, that's better. And you see him in a couple of weeks. So, um, he was really, really good at, uh, you know, it's like any teacher that we all go to out there that want to get better at golf. You go to three different people and they all tell you the same thing, but in a different way. Uh, we all see the same thing and, and kind of tall through the ball and swing under the two by four and, 
you know, little things. Uh, I mean, my brother Jay, I've heard him say that I still think about having my belt buckle to the target when I finish my shot. He's like, that's kind of the only thing I really think about sometimes when I'm going bad. And that kind of clears things up. It makes your body work. Um, it makes your club path very nice through the hitting zone. So he was good. He was really, really good at that. Jerry, you would offer remarkable perspective on this is just a simple question. Yes, there are similarities to the game when Bob played and you played and Jay played now, and you guys are still playing today at a high level, but how much, and you're a college coach for 25 years, how much has the game changed? Simply put, how much has the game changed and maybe it's the kids, the equipment, the courses, whatever. But how much has it changed in those 25 years? You know, I would say this. I would say the good players back in the day would still be the good players in college today. Um, you know, people have asked me that question a lot. I'd say there's a lot more guys that can shoot 72 to 76 than there was maybe back in the day. But there's not many that can shape the ball or are willing to even try to shape the ball. They just have one shot. They hit it pretty hard. They try to get it on the green. Um, and they're, they're all pretty good putters is, is one of the differences. But when you look at the, the greens that we possibly played on with spike marks and imperfections, and then you went to the, you know, we never had rollers that rolled greens. And we never had, we never had um, spikeless shoes and all those things. So making a three, four footer today is a lot easier than it was in the day. You make more eight, 10 footers. And um, I would say that's where it's changed the most. The conditions of courses, it doesn't matter where you play anymore these days. You're like, wow, that course was nice. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a little local public or it's a, you know, one where you paid $500 to play. So I would say that's the one thing I, I, I will say this. I've gotten to be a better player sitting in the golf cart for 26 years. <laughs> <laughs> watching players play because we we make the game so much more difficult than it is sometimes and you know just lay out just put it in front of the green don't try to hit the hero shot out of the trees you know just pitch it out and might make a bogey here or there but you shoot a better score because inevitably you're going to make four or five birdies during the day if you're a pretty good player but um just sitting back and watching them and observing them um more one-handed finishes than i've ever seen that end up going 10 feet away um, I don't feel like the day when Jay and I played that if you hit one hand or it was a heel or it was slicing or it was hooking, it wasn't going 10 feet from the 10. If I hit one, Jerry, you were probably helping me try to find mine. Mine would go off the planet. I... Yeah, balls could curve a lot, a little bit, couldn't they? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jerry, one of the things that I'd love to get your opinion on is that when I grew up and the, the best players that I played around, they all hit their long stuff high and their shorter stuff low. And, and, and I'm talking a lot about wedges around the greens and, and things like that. What are you seeing nowadays with the kids? I, w I would um, say that uh, they don't think that way. They, they want to hit it high all the time. They want to hit a high wedge in there. And they, you don't see many good amateur players hit the low skippers in there. They, they kind of have a number and then they try to land it around it. And if it, if it spins back to 20 feet, so be it. Where, you know, I think a good player can play – two three holes into a round and he can tell right away okay greens are spinning or you know what the greens are moving a little bit so i call it negative yardage if jay delsing has 85 yards and the greens are spinning then he really has about a 90 to 92 yard shot and if they're firm then he only has an 80 yard shot so you really have to be able to adapt during the round and um i don't think 
kids do that. They send me a lot of videos, even at uh, my school, Wake Forest and others. They, they all want to look at their swings and stuff. But when you get to the golf course, you only get one chance to hit the shot, the particular shot. Uh, your ball is usually a little below you, a little bit above you. You got a bad lie, a good lie. There is no consequence on the range. You just rake one in. Oh, that wasn't very good. You rake another one in. Oh, that was better. But on the course, you don't get that option. So um, I'm I'm a big, big proponent of playing. I don't think you can play enough as a kid, as a player. And um, but that takes time, you know. And that and time seems a little be a little bit more valuable today. I don't know why. Maybe because of phones or video games or whatever it is but um or maybe we we just didn't go to the range as much we just played we did a lot of playing and i think that's why we thought we were pretty good or we or, or we got to be pretty <laughs> players you know i i think so and jerry one of the things is that talking to some of the younger players they're not really sure how to hit something that's in between a club and they also don't handle necessarily those back pins so well with short irons no they don't and um my uncle bob used to say they just swing hard at it and hope there's grass underneath the ball when it lands you know they don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right they don't hit the chippy eight they'll just say well i'm going to swing hard at the nine if it gets back they're great if not and and to me that's a wasted opportunity of man if i could get pretty good at little knockdown nine iron a little knockdown wedge a little knockdown eight iron I might get one or two more looks for birdie during the round. And if I play a 54-hole event, I got six more birdie looks. And I happen to make a couple. That might be the difference of top ten or winning. So um, it, it is a lost art, and it's something they don't like to try. Um, I've always felt this. When a guy can swing really easy at a shot on the range or on the course and kind of, I don't know, 50% with his body motion, and hit a pretty good shot, that means he's got a good control of where his club face is. But most players don't, so they want to swing hard to make sure that thing catches up at the bottom, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. but um, Yeah, definitely. I just feel, feel like that uh, they're afraid to hit a little one because it's going to go right uh, if you're right-handed or it's going to go left if you're left-handed. So instead of doing that, they just swing hard and, and like I said, hope that it ends up pretty close. Head coach at Wake Forest is Jerry Haas, a Belleville, Illinois native, and has been kind enough to join us. How often, if at all, did you ever talk to your uncle about the Masters and everything that transpired? He wins it. He's a hero for so many of us that hail from the Midwest, and he wins the Masters, man. How, how often was that ever brought up or just in, in casual conversation that you talked about it? Well, you know, I always, when I tell people he was my uncle, he's a Masters champion, you know, I don't get into the details of, what happened with Roberto DiVincenzo and they've done some nice things on it. And, um, you know, I guess for a while there, they always talked about, Oh, Roberto was robbed of the masters because of what he did, you know, but I guess in my thinking was they should clarify a little bit that there would have been a playoff. So you don't really know what would have happened. And, uh, I guess the rules of golf say when you sign for one hire, you get that. But my uncle's got a great letter from Bobby Jones, that said he had a beautiful three iron into 15, one of the finest long irons he's ever seen. He made Eagle. And as my uncle said, I never had one guy come up to me and said, man, you got lucky. So <laughs> I think that that made him feel respected and that uh, the guys knew that he was a good player. 
and he deserved to win, um, even if it was in those circumstances. But, um, you know, he, he, he got, uh, he got a lot of heat for it. He did tell me that they, um, they, they offered him $50,000 a year later to play a made for TV match. But he said that was a lot of money in 1969, but he turned it down because he's like, if I lose the match, they would have said, Oh, see, you shouldn't have won. So, um, he didn't, but uh, he did tell me a funny story that he went to Argentina with um, Roberto and he thought, man, they're going to hate me over here. And uh, he, he would hit a shot into a green and they would they start chanting golpe, golpe. And he's like, man, these people love me over here. Well, he found out they were they weren't saying Goldie. They were saying golpe, which was which means good shot. So he thought the whole time. <laughs> The whole time they were chanting his name, he's like, "All oh, these people love me," but no. They... <laughs> so him and Roberto played practice rounds after the fact, and they teamed up in the Legends of Golf. So, you know, Roberto he knew that he made a mistake, and uh, um, it's, it's just the way it happened. For our listeners that don't know, and I think it was the 1967 Masters, wasn't it, Jerry? That Bob. Uh, 1968. 1968, Master. Sorry, and uh, Roberto DiVincenzo had a one-stroke lead. He signed for he birdied 17, but signed for a par, I believe, and wound up with uh, a, a a tie in the championship with your uncle Bob. And but be, because he signed for the wrong scorecard, your uh, Bob was the winner. And but the the point that I'm trying to make, Jerry, is that Bob didn't do anything wrong. He followed the rules, and some of the things that were said over the years and some of the things made absolutely no sense to me, and I, I never really understood it. And I, I got a chance to ask, you know, your your uncle one time, and it was totally off the record, and he he, he just kind of shook his head and, and, and didn't really want to talk too much about it. Yeah, I think that was just, um, you know, he obviously he, he coveted the green jacket. You know, they both guys were at the champion's dinner, and – you know, which has never, ever happened. Both guys were in Butler's cabin and, you know, um, my uncle felt bad for him and here he is the winner and everybody kind of feels, uh, you know, bad for Roberto for what he did. But, um, you know, and they all said it was my uncle was a cheater, but he played with Ray Floyd and he, he shot 66 the last day and he, he finished 45 minutes ahead of Roberto. It was actually Tommy Aaron that put down the four on 17 instead of three. And then Roberto hooked his second shot on 18 left of the green, made bogey. So my uncle thought there was going to be a tie, but he signed for one higher. So there was no playoff, but um, it was just a unfortunate circumstance. But um, like I said, he, um, he didn't like to talk about it a, mu- a, a bunch, but um, we still loved going back and uh, hanging out under the oak tree and going to the dinner and, uh, from what I heard, he was he was like uh, a stand-up comic there when they were doing their uh, champion <laughs> dinner. That he'd say, "Oh, let me tell one more story," and then he'd tell it, and he'd go, "All right, I've said enough." And they're like, "No, no, one more." And so <laughs> I mean, the, the players players just loved him. And uh, some of the stories, I I was at the age, my brother's ten years older, he's twenty two, he's off playing the tour, I'm twelve years old, so I got my uncle while he was working for NBC and kind of starting the champions tour. And I pretty much had him from 12 till 18 till I went to college. So he taught me there for six years and we did a lot of quail hunting together and 
I mean, he told me stories like you can't believe about Johnny Bulla, you know, Arnold Palmer, Sam Snead, Ben Hogan, Billy Casper. I mean, you name a guy and he had a story about him. And, you know, and I'd say, is that true? And he'd say, no, that's not true. That's <laughs> he'd, he'd go, no, that's absolutely, absolutely true. true. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he never, and I'd hear him tell the stories and he would tell it in front of other guys and other players and, and then they, they just shook their head like, yeah, that's how it happened. So he was very good storyteller and he remembered the correct, uh, you know, sequence that happened. And uh, one of my favorites is he won the Miami Open in 19, I believe it was 1962. And he hit it on the last green. All he's got to do is three putt. And this is back in the day, no ropes. And Arnold Palmer hit it in the front bunker. And he's getting ready to play a shot. And my uncle's caddy, Walter, is kind of backpedaling on the green to watch this shot. And he ends up kicking Uncle Bob's ball off the green. So Palmer comes out of the bunker. That's two. You know, that's two-shot penalty. That's a two. And so everybody, yeah, I kind of thinks it is. So they get a rules official. Well, it's not a two-shot penalty. It's a one-shot penalty. But now he has to play the ball from where it's been kicked to. So now he's got to get up and down to win. And he said he hits a dog chip about eight feet short. He's got this grainy Bermuda greens in Miami, left to right putt. And he's over the putt. And he just keeps hearing this noise of something just thwacking the ground over and over. And he looks up and Dow Finsterwald is on top of the top of the hill there above the green. And he's got one of those zip on weighted clubs and a zip on head cover. And he's swinging that thing, getting ready for the playoff. So my uncle backs away and he said he hits the worst toe hook putt kind of left, but the speed's pretty good. And the green kind of catches it and it drops in the backside. And he said, Walter about tackled him. He was so happy. He was a 16 year old caddy and he ended up winning by one. And so he's told that story in front of Dow Finsterwald and Dow's like, no, no, that's not how it happened. My uncle's like, that's exactly how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> that story that is amazing. Game, that was the game. That was gamesmanship they played back then, you know. So Jerry Haas is our guest, the head coach at Wake Forest, and so many great stories with your game, your love of this game, your family's love of this game. I, I have a simple question though: twenty plus years of doing this now. Uh, at a high level at Wake Forest. Do, do you still enjoy it? Is this something that you look forward to every year? I do. I mean, it's um, kind of like a new crop, you know, you just don't know what's going to harvest. And the, the best part is when you got a sophomore that goes home in the summer and you start seeing improvements in his finishes. And then he comes in as a junior and you're like, Oh man, what have we here? And uh, you know, you, you see him get better. It's uh Webb Simpson played for me and he came in his junior year and he tells me this later that it's the best thing that anybody ever said to him. And he came in, he's like, coach, I, I just want to apologize for my play. And I said, why are you apologizing? He's like, well, I'm a junior all American. I came here to college. I haven't won. And I said, well, let me ask you a question, Webb. Are you a better player here? Your fall semester of your junior year than when you got here as a freshman, he goes, Oh man. Yeah, I'm way better. And I said, well, then that's all that's important. I said, your wins will come. Just keep getting better every six months and looking how your game progresses. And and he was a better driver and a better chipper. And I, he was just a better all-around player. And, you know, he's went on to be a U.S. Open champ and a, a player's champion. And he's done a lot with his career, but in his belief and his, you know, just um, keeps it in play and chips and putts with a with a fantastic attitude that young man has. So. 
Jerry, I wanted to uh, ask who is the who sticks out in your mind as the the best player that's come through Wake, and then you got to tell us a story about something special that happened for the Haas family this spring, the Eastern Am. I would say that um, I would you know even though he's my nephew, uh, my nephew Bill Haas has ten wins. He broke Gary Hallberg's record with nine, and uh, he was a three-time first-team All-American. And, you know, he was really good. Um, obviously, Cameron Young was PGA Tour Rookie of the Year last year. The year before that, Will Zalatoris was Rookie of the Year. I'd say Will, day in and day out, hit it better than Bill, but Bill uh, Bill had more wins. Um, young man Kyle Reifers out of Ohio was very good player. Uh, won his very first year on the shot 61 and won, a, at that time, I guess, uh a nationwide event and um, still out there kicking at it. So um, there's been some really nice players. Webb Simpson, I mentioned, um, I've been very, very lucky, very lucky. Um, and the, the thing that you're mentioning too, is I've got an incoming freshman here. That's going to be checking in uh, to his dorm on Wednesday. And that's my son, Kyle Haas. So I'm, uh, I'm really proud of him. He, he looked at a lot of schools and, I think deep down he wanted to play for Wake Forest and play for his dad, but he didn't um, didn't maybe know if he was good enough. And then he started playing very nicely, won an AJGA event, and then he won a tournament in South Carolina. Then he finished third in a pretty pretty good tournament over at Spartanburg Country Club. And then he uh, uh, was nice enough to, if you remember the name Skeeter Heath, was a really <laughs> good player, a temporary of Jays. And he um, – he was the tournament director at the Eastern Amateur. And I said, hey, my son Kyle is a pretty good player. I know he's a high schooler, but, uh, you know, is there any chance he could get in? So he let him play in the Eastern Amateur. And and uh, Kyle ended up birdie in the last hole, knocked it on in two and two-putted for a one-shot victory. Um, and I got a nice text from Curtis Strange that said, great memories for him. He said, my dad, Tom, won the first Eastern Amateur in 1957. Congratulations wow. to your son, Kyle. So. You know, Crenshaw won that tournament a couple times. Dean Beeman four times. Curtis won it. Lanny Watkins won it. So a lot of good players, a lot of good Demon Deacons won that tournament. Now, Jerry, that's all well and good. we we got to make sure and get him some NIL, okay, for the family. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that, that's, that's the most important thing here. You know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm – hey, uh, Beth and I are paying for his college education. So <laughs> that's wonderful, man. That you must be so proud to, to have your son part of the program. That because he he probably just grew up around there, being around the practices, being around the guys, being around you, and now he's part of the program. That's that's incredible. Yeah, I um, I spoke to a lot of other coaches that had sons play for him, and just what to look for, and you know what do I need to watch out for. So they gave me some great advice, and uh, you know I told him he he needs to act like a Haas on the course and off the course, but he needs to, uh, he needs to play like Kyle Hess, you know, act like he doesn't have that last name. And <laughs> it just, if he was just another guy, they wouldn't look at him the way they do. And, um, but I don't want that for him. I want him to enjoy it. To, he's a really good student and uh, I think he's going to have a great college experience and I'm going to, I'm going to stay out of his way. Oh my gosh, Jared, it'll be fun to watch. You know, Jerry, when I think back about Wake Forest, and I think about, you know, coach Haddock and some of the, the tradition that you've you've helped reestablish at Wake Forest. It's how did you learn to coach? I mean, I know it's the game, but you know, there's that age gap and all sorts of challenges. I'm sure. 
oh yeah, it's getting, I'll be 60 here next month. And, you know, I still try to stay in good shape and keep my game nice so I can play with them. And I always tell them I'm just another good set of eyes. I know they have instructors. I know they're good players, but maybe I can get them over that little mental hump or, um, you know, show them a shot that can help, um, help them improve. But, um, it's, it's a passion. I mean, you love golf. I love golf. I love watching it. I love observing it. Um, you know, the great thing is when you hear about this guy's a great, great teacher or, the, or this guy strikes it good and then you watch him on TV and they don't, they don't hit every green. They're in the rough. They're in the trees. They're, they're all over the place. So I, I always ask the guys, did you watch, uh, did you watch um, the golf tournament um, last week? Oh yeah. He, man, he hit it so good. I'm like, no, he didn't. He missed a lot of fairways and a lot of greens. Hey Jerry, we, we could tell you're busy. We know you're busy, but you've given us a lot of time and great insight and we can't say thank you enough and make sure and don't be a stranger back here home at home. I won't be. I came back and played St. Clair um, probably about uh, three weeks ago and it was great. Uh, my cousin, cousin Kai Golby's in the golf design and did a nice job. Really nice job. So if you get a chance, you ought to go over and play it. And, Kai, and he's done a great job in some of the other courses he's done, Jerry. And, um, yeah, good luck tomorrow. We know you're in a, a nice little championship and getting ready to qualify for the um, for the National Club Pro. So go go whip up on those boys tomorrow. I will. I'll take plenty of Advil and maybe some kind of fish, <laughs> fish paralyzer. Or something. <laughs> Thanks All so right. much, Jerry. We appreciate you're you. Good welcome. luck. All right. Take care. Hi, this is Adam Betts from Family Golf and Learning Center. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delson. Powers Insurance and Risk Management is a family-owned local business that's been helping our community for over 200 years. In the always confusing world of insurance, Powers Insurance provides clarity, exceptional service, and the latest in cutting-edge products to deliver the highest quality and property and casualty coverage, as well as strategic planning consultation services. Powers Insurance and Risk Management will partner with you That's right, partner with you to customize the right coverage for you and your family. Tim Davis, the Chief Operations Officer, will personally sit down and talk you through the ins and outs of your policies. They are experts at helping you control your workplace expenses and helping to guarantee the safety of you and your employees and their needs. You can visit them at powersinsurance.com. That's powersinsurance.com for all of your insurance needs. WXOS HD1 East St. Louis 101 ESPN is driven by Auto Centers Nissan, home of the lifetime warranty and 30-day return. Hey, this is Jay Delsing, and we golfers are always looking for ways to improve our games. For me, that means I want the very best and the very latest in equipment and in technology. The place for me is Pro-Am Golf in Brentwood. Tom DeGrand opened Pro-Am Golf Center in 1975, and ever since then, he and his family have provided St. Louis with the finest in golf equipment, instruction, and the latest in the ever-changing world of golf technology. Whether you are a scratch golfer looking to find the latest in range finders, or a newcomer looking to find your first set of clubs, Pro-Am Golf has just what you're looking for. You say you're looking to get yourself custom fitted for a new set of clubs, you need to call TJ. He has fit me personally and he is the best in town. If you mention my name, CJ will take 50% off the already low fitting price. 
So if you need anything from golf balls to a new pair of shoes or a lesson from Tom, who, by the way, has been helping St. Louisans play better golf for over 45 years, Pro-Am Golf in Brentwood is the place for you. You can also visit them at ProAmUSA.com. That's Pro-Am Golf. Golf with Jay Delsing on this Sunday morning rolls on. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. Our thanks to Jerry Haas, the head coach at Wake Forest, and giving some insight into what it's like with big-time college golf. You know, we had the, the college football weekend kicking off, NFL right around the corner. You know how big college football is, college basketball. Jaybird, college golf is grown by leaps and bounds, and I'm talking to a guy that was a two-time all-American at UCLA. It, it, oh, Danny, it, it really has. You talk about these NILs, and now the NIL is starting to work its way into golf. And, and um, I was talking to a couple of coaches last week, and they said there's some restaurants that are taking care of. You know, they can say, hey, Danny, bring your team over. You know, we'll give you a team meal before you're going out of town, or we'll give you one when you come back into town. All that stuff you couldn't do back in the day, you know. And so, yeah, Jerry, I mean, Jerry's golf lineage it's just unbelievable. I mean, you think about Jay Haas, you think about Bill Haas, and then you think about Bob Golby, and you know Jerry's won the National Club Pro, and he's uh, you know he's done he's got his own trophy case over there. I'm glad we got into the Bob Golby situation with Jerry about the Masters, and it's unfair to Bob. It's unfair, really, to everybody that's involved. But again, explain the rule and what happened. So on 17. There was a birdie, but scored in or signed in as a par. And obviously, if you do that, that's an infraction. Right. So, well, what happens, Danny, if you if he would have made a par and signed for a birdie, he would have got disqualified because that's basic inadvertent cheating, right? Sure. So, you know, I, I made a four and signed for three. That mistake will get you, get you kicked out. Clearly, that's you know, not what happened. So what happened is the championship ended with Bob Golby and Roberto DiVincenzo tied. Okay, but unfortunately, Roberto DiVincenzo made a birdie on 17, but signed for a four. How does that happen? I don't know. Well, I don't I don't know how that happens. But, you know, the funny thing is Roberto DiVincenzo held no ill will towards Bob Golby at all over this. And any of the players that are in the know know that Bob Golby just was a victim of circumstance. People accuse Bob of cheating, of stealing the Masters. Couldn't be further from the sure. truth. Bob Golby's thinking, I'm going into a playoff for the Masters with Roberto DiVincenzo, and all of a sudden they tap him on the shoulder and say, we got a problem with Roberto's scorecard, and Bob Golby doesn't know anything about that. He had finished hours before. By the way, shot 66 on Sunday. You know, he deserved he everything. It. He Hell yeah, he did, Danny. Going back to the college situation, though, it's amazing, these programs and what's happening now, the facilities that are being used by the top programs. And we're seeing a Scotty Scheffler come out of Texas. You're seeing kids like Ricky Fowler come out of Oklahoma State. The facilities that they have exposure to, it's unlike anything you could possibly imagine back in the day to what they have now. Oh, it's not even close. I mean, Denny, we're talking about... Keeping up with the Joneses right now. Exactly. State-of-the-art gyms, training tables, nutritional factors, all of these... Um, track manned, hitting bays, simulators. Dude, we hit balls on the intramural field at UCLA. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's what we did. We didn't have our home golf course. We played Bel Air as our home golf course, which was super 
spectacular, but Bel Air didn't have a range at the time, Danny. Sure. So we didn't have a range to hit on. So anyway, it's um, the game has come, grown leaps and bounds. Again, Danny, this is the Tiger Woods effect. Make no mistake about it. This is more eyeballs, cooler, more money, all of this stuff. It's all Tiger. So thanks to Jerry Haas. Great to visit with him. Steve Spratt coming up on our show. I want to go back to last week just for a moment. So at Eastlake, Victor Hovland, 19 under and a plus 8 under starting score brought him to 27 under for the week. 18 million in the bank for winning that. He was awesome. He was just awesome the last two weeks on tour. He was staggering. He was just absolutely staggering. And Danny, here's a, here's an, an indication of how far this young man's come with his golf game because he used to he's always been a ball hitter, okay? Always been a ball hitter. His what he used to try to do with his short game was land the ball on the green and try to keep it on the green. He had this low, jabby motion where the ball came out low and scuddy and running across the game, the green. And you look at where he's come, how how far he's come, and to win down at Eastlake in that long Bermuda grass. It's it's spectacular. And what a cool, what a cool kid. He talked about what it meant to him. Obviously, the scores are pretty amazing, uh, but to do it when it mattered the most uh, and how I handled certain situations um the putts that i had to make i made them uh the shots that i had to hit i i hit them and um yeah even though xander kind of got close today i didn't get super rattled because i could have easily made a couple bogeys and and helped him out even more so um yeah just really proud of how i handled everything you know i feel like i've had better ball striking weeks Uh, i feel like every single shot that i've hit just feel absolutely perfect and I've certainly had weeks where I've putted it better, um, but it's just putting everything together, short game, putting, irons, and driver for two weeks in a row. That's 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 been pretty special. So Victor Hovland wins it, began with a six-shot lead last Sunday, finished with a five-shot victory, and both the guys that finished up on that round were awesome in oh. the final day. I mean, you know, somebody could cough it up, somebody does something crazy, neither one of them, but yet he played with a big lead, held it up, and wins the championship. Well, Scotty Scheffler and Victor Hovland, if you forget all of the prior weighting of the tournament and all the shots given at the head, they both shot 19 under for the exactly. win. Exactly. That's ball. So that's that's the here's something, folks. If you really want to get a kick out of this, pull up the Norwegian call for for this is a golf call. It sounds like a soccer game, Danny. It is fantastic. I don't know what the hell language. Obviously, some sort of Scandinavian Norwegian dialect of something, but it is funny. And you're, I mean, they're basically screaming and 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 as long as they can and holding their breath, it's fantastic. What kind of year would you say Scotty Scheffler had? He led the tour in strokes gained off the tee and strokes gained approach, but the putter just went cold this year, really cold. It's hard to imagine. You know, Danny, it's one thing to not hold a bunch of putts. It's another thing to miss so many shorties that he missed. You know, he missed so many three-footers this year. And for him... It, it speaks to what kind of mental strength he has because he absolutely played. I mean, his lead going into the playoffs was ridiculous because the FedEx Cup rewards you for consistency and top finishes. And Scotty, what did he win? Did he only win once or twice? But put himself in two wins, zero majors, and and put himself in position all. Yeah, he's always day in a top long. ten, top five. A- a- absolutely. What did he have? He had a run of like eight months of not finishing out of 12th place finishes, his worst worst finish 
in that in that little streak that he got on. So, yeah, it's just something you just don't see that often, Danny. You know, where he would miss a bunch of short putts, but then he makes some ten footers. It was just odd. It just didn't look. It just didn't seem right. The other guy too, I want to ask you about is that he wins the green jacket. He had four wins. And that's John Rahm, but yet kind of quiet here at the very end of this stretch run. Yeah, Danny, we've talked about this before, and our a tour player, every single tour player makes 80% of the money in six tournaments. And you take John Rahm's four wins and then a couple of other his top five finishes, and that's that's his entire winnings. And then you've got and then you look at how many tournaments he played in. I think he played in like 24 or 26, you know. All the us, all the other stuff is him working on his game and trying to figure it out and find it, and he might be close and have one bad round. But we really haven't talked about John Rom being relevant for several months now. Yeah, it's hard to imagine, but very well could be relevant for Team Europe when he's paired up with Rory McIlroy, Victor Hovland, and some of the others that we spoke about earlier. Coming up, we'll visit with Steve Spratt. Ascension Charity Classic is here. Jay's playing in it. We're going to break that down later in the show, but Steve Spratt will join us in studio. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions. This is Adam Betts from Family Golf and Learning Center located in Kirkwood. Our motto is play your best golf. We have the best instruction for every skill level. Two female instructors along with our eight PGA instructors. We're there for the kids and the adults who are starting to play and trying to refine their game. Family Golf and Learning Center features a double-decker driving range, grass tees, and a short game area, along with indoor simulators and a performance center. That's not all. Don't forget about our back nine, Bar and Grill. Find out how we can help you and your family. Head to FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. It's Family Golf and Learning Center, where we make St. Louis better at golf. Redbird Heating and Cooling sponsors the Veterans Vocational Apprenticeship Program. Jed, the CEO and former Marine, will teach, mentor, and sign off on educational and mechanical work hours to help you get fully licensed while you work and get paid by the company. What a great way to launch your career as a fully licensed HVAC specialist. Visit RedbirdHVAC.com. That's Redbird Heating and Cooling. This is Dan McLaughlin. I hope you'll join me for a special night in St. Louis. It's called Hooray for Holly Wolf, a benefit on Saturday, September 30th at the Sheridan Westport Hotel. We'll celebrate 25 years of Champ Assistance Dogs. Champ Assistance Dogs utilize the love and healing power of dogs to improve the lives of people in our community. This night will feature a silent and live auction, dinner, and a Champ Runway show featuring assistance dogs, therapy dogs, and local celebrities. Find out more at champdogs.org. Hey, this is Jay Delsing for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. SSM Health Physical Therapy has the Titleist Performance Institute trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screening on you as well as use the KVEST 3D motion capture system. Proper posture, alignment, etc. can help you keep your game right down the middle. We have 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at ssmphysicaltherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion. 
You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Every Sunday from 8 to 10, you'll get the biggest names in golf, updates on the latest equipment and innovations in the game, and tips from a PGA Tour professional. That's Golf with Jay Delsing every Sunday, 8 to 10 on 101 ESPN. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, Mostly young African-American females are making between fifty-five dollars and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, fifty-five dollars to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. Golf with Jay Delsing on this Sunday morning on 101 ESPN. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions. That's Jay Delsing. And right around the corner, I mean, this week, he's competing in the Ascension Charity Classic. I'm Dan McLaughlin. And joining us in studio, Steve Spratt, VP of Marketing from Ascension, also president of the Ascension Charity Classic. And here we go. We're ready to roll. Are you ready? We are. You excited? We're, we're very excited. Um, the weather looks Warm, but good. <laughs> Warm, but good. At yep. least it's going to be dry. That's right. We've never played Norwood firm and fast, and I'm looking forward to doing that. Yeah, that would be fantastic. And we were talking off air, you guys, the golf course, the build-out, Steve, the back nine is taking shape, all of the skyboxes and the um, cabanas are going up. And as a player, it's just exci- it's just exciting. I can't stop smiling about it now, thinking about the 18th in the 17th and how it's just kind of that natural amphitheater. It's it's really fun as a player to, to be able to get out there like that. Yeah, it's really nerve-wracking as a <laughs> tournament coordinator to see it going up and how it is just in time. Yeah. Uh, I was out there yesterday, and they were putting the roof on 18, and there's there's a lot going on. So we're talking here – hold on, Jay, just for a second. We're talking here on a Sunday morning. So it, it kicks off – basically, the week kicks off with your interview here, of course. You know this is the unofficial kickoff to the Ascension Charity Classic. But what happens beginning tomorrow, beginning Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so on and so forth? I would say that most of the work happens on Friday before, but once the tournament starts on Monday, we get our last three people in the field through Monday qualifying, and we have that at Norwood, which is very unusual to have the Monday qualifier on the tournament course, but it's hard to find a golf course willing to give give up their golf course on Labor Day Monday. Sure, I can understand that. Yeah, and from a player's standpoint, it's a huge bonus to have it on the golf course that you're playing at. It's an additional practice round, It's and they did that last year as well, and so the the guys that are coming in, excuse me, don't have to worry about where am I staying? Where you know, there's some familiarity with it. So from a player standpoint that's gone through a lot of those qualifying, it's really super nice. And to play a golf course, the quality and the the, the, the Norwoods, I don't know, it's always in really, really good shape. But it is spectacular now. The the cool weather before that hot patch that we had, 
man, it's the greens are perfect. They are. They're. I mean, they're the best greens on the Champions yeah. Tour. No hands doubt. Down. Yeah. In terms of of people that you have coming and and names that are going to attract fans, give us a list of some names just right off the top of your head that are coming to St. Louis. Well, there's Bernard Langer, the uh, the how does he do it? Unbelievable <laughs> machine. Um, Ernie Els, Justin Leonard, David Duvall, uh, Nota Begay. Uh, we'll get most of the the big names, minus a few for the Ryder Cup. And what's been their reaction to playing in this in the past? I think for the most part, they think it's old school and they like it, right? You have to golf your ball. It isn't bomb and gouge. It's you got to work your shots, and the greens are unbelievable, although sometimes a little fast for them. Oh, I bet, and maybe a little <laughs> fast this week for Jay, too. We've heard it. We've heard some complaining, and, and I walked away, and I'm like, that's because you guys are putting bad this week. I've seen this for 40 <laughs> years. You know, when you're when you're not rolling it well, these greens will, will hold the scores down, and I've heard the same thing Steve's heard. That, um the, the players love the course. They love the fact that there's so much activity on the back nine. I mean, it's, again, as a, as a player, it's so nice to feel like this is meaningful. It's not, I mean, look, it's a big purse and all that, but it's to have that many people out on, what, the last five or six holes on the back nine, it's, it's a lot of fun. It, 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 it gets your heart racing. I'm sure that's what you hear too. Oh, yeah, 100%. I can remember – a conversation with a couple of pros and we were talking about two greens in particular that they think are a little severe. Um, and I was just telling them we play it every weekend and they go, but you don't put them at this speed. They said, we slow them down for Ascension <laughs> right. Charity Classic Week. That's so, a, you got to say that again. You slow these down for the Ascension. 100%. If you were incredible. to play it at our member guests, they're much quicker than they are during the Ascension How about Charity our Classic. index games, St- well, Steve, when we play it? We, well, wait a minute. We played a, around the 4th of July, and yep. one of our buddies, Joe, putted off four or five greens. <laughs> we were happy with that with our side game, too. Just, well, yeah, we don't want to talk about that. But we absolutely 100%. Steve is 100% telling the truth. The champion store comes in and raises the mowers every year. Pretty incredible. I, I also am curious what the – well, there's a lot of questions, like logistics of, of this in terms of where do, do, do players come to you, Steve, and they say, you got a good place to eat. Where should we stay in town? Where should I put my caddy? Where should I put my family? All those kind of things that people, including myself, just a general fan, don't even think about those kind of things. So we're pretty prescriptive in terms of here's the three hotels that we partner with. Um, here's places to go, things to do, you know, in the – past couple of years we've taken them down for a cardinals game and had a, a suite on wednesday night um the caddies typically reach out through tim heitman the tournament operations director um there's a website where they sign up and all of that being said you a year doesn't go by that someone calls the week before and says can i get a hotel which has been on the website for Months and months, yeah, and then the block is sold out, so then we do what we can to help them. Steve Spratt is our guest from the Ascension Charity Classic. Jay, what do you hear from the players in terms of their experiences so far in St. Louis? Oh, that's been overwhelmingly positive. I mean, um, the, the biggest thing for the players is um, uh, hotels, decent hotels in close proximity to the golf course, which is easy. You know, the one thing that's nice about St. Louis, guys, it's so easy to get around in. You know, most of the guys are staying either in Clayton or... Or in, um, oh gosh, where else? Probably just in Clayton, Steve. Maybe out in Earth City, a few 
Our main hotels are Clayton and Brentwood. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that, that's where the guys are staying. It's a quick jaunt up 170 and, and, and then over to, uh, you know, past the airport and you're at the golf course. They, the, they, um, I've heard positive things about the food. Um, the, the two years ago when I played, um, I, typically speaking, guys, you only hear complaints. Yeah. Honestly, tour players can moan, they can whine. Throw some cheese Steve with their wine. Steve never wine. hears they, anything like never, that. I'm sure. Steve? Look at him laughing over yeah. there. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's hard. It, there's probably not a day that goes by that someone doesn't complain that there's not enough gas in their free car or something like that. So, you, Steve, you hear the complaints probably more than the, uh, hey, thank you very much. Well, no, I would say from the players, I hear more thank you very much. You get a complaint or two from the guys that aren't playing very well that week. <laughs> right. and you just file that away. Um, you're always listening to it constructively to say, okay, is there merit there? Um, the group that complains the most is the caddies. And we specifically make caddy hospitality better than any other event. Uh, we really treat them well, but they're they're an unhappy bunch a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. The build-out, Jay was just talking about it. We played, all three of us played Norwood a bunch this summer, but the build-out is really magnificent. Can you compare that to other stops on – uh, PGA Tour champions and just how big this is as compared to others? I would say at a typical event, most of the hospitality is on the last two holes, particularly if there's some type of signature par three hole. Um, I was at the Dicks this summer. They have a huge build out on 18, but really nothing else. Uh, I was just at the Ally last week. Um, they have um, 17 and 18 blown out pretty good. Um, but it's pretty much primarily title sponsor and presenting sponsor. And for you guys, give us the idea of the, of the build-out. Where, where are you going to see it when you go to the Ascension Charity Classic? So we have a full build-out on 13, 14, 16, 17, and 18. We've had 15 in the past, but um, we just expanded on 16 because it faces away from the sun, and those people that were in the 15 cabana, it, it was just hot yeah. looking into the sun all afternoon. I bad. That sixteenth hole is a perfect hole to have the to finish the kind of the horseshoe around to, so that you, when you're you know you're out there in the fairway, it, it'll it'll be a horseshoe of cabanas and skyboxes around the green with the front open. It's it's fantastic, and I played up at Warwick Hills at at, at, at Flint where they um, where the ally was last week, and you know like you said, seventeen and eighteen are done, and the rest of the golf course is it's just like they forgot. How many volunteers do you have for the event? Right around nine hundred. Wow. And do you, are you finding that people are, are looking and actively finding you, or do you have to actively find them? I'd say a little bit of both. Um, in year three, we've had to look a little more actively for Norwood members to man the Norwood holes because um, it's a tough ask for the membership because they want to enjoy it as well. So you just try to give them fewer shifts so they get some work and some play. Uh, but the rest of the greater St. Louis community has always been great at reaching out and, and trying to volunteer. Steve, it's a big deal too to give up your golf course. I mean, for for members that love golf, we got great weather. This is a perfect time of year to have a tournament, and it's thirty six holes, and you're giving it up. It's 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 a lot to ask, isn't it? It is. Uh, we're very appreciative. Uh, I would say, having been involved in the governance of Norwood over the past few years, um, it's ninety five percent positive. There's always one or two people that complain anytime the golf course is taken, whether it's for a member guest or 
honestly, for a frost delay, there's someone that's complaining <laughs> that they can't play. Sure. Uh, but the Norwood membership has been overwhelmingly supportive. If, I can't thank them enough. If people want to volunteer, they still can do it. It's a Sunday morning, but still the event is all week long. So what are some of the opportunities that a volunteer would have? Uh, I would say... Maggie Kehoe, our volunteer coordinator, uh, if you reach out to the AscensionCharityClassic.com info at, um, that would be the place to go. Um, they don't trust me enough to get in the logistics of volunteers. <laughs> uh, we've got other things going on. How about tickets? How are tickets going? Tickets are going well. Um, the Champions Tour is very um, six to eight weeks out. They start selling. Yeah. Um, so, um Nick Ragone, you guys both know, he would ping me every November and December. How are ticket sales? <laughs> Just how they normally are. We sold 100 Christmas packages, and we've sold some hospitality because hospitality moves faster. But general tickets, people are waiting to see the weather. Uh, at Ally last week, uh, they didn't have golf on Friday because it was a swamp on Thursday. Sure. How about uh, in terms of sponsorships? The community has stepped up again? Great. We're at 175 to 180 sponsors that's amazing and the pro-ams we have the pro-ams are about i guess completely sold out or just just thursday is sold out there might be one or two openings on wednesday let's go through the schedule of events and again steve spratt is with us from ascension as we talk on this sunday morning on 101 espn golf with jay delsing that's jay delsing i'm dan mclaughlin and we're presented by darty business solutions so uh, tonight even do you have something going on tonight even behind the scenes it's not available for the public or is it like a meeting where you guys are saying okay we're strategizing here on this sunday this is what we need to check the boxes for and then run us through monday through sunday sunday and monday both are a little bit of punch lists so you're going through every hospitality tent making sure all the televisions work whatever swag the sponsor has gonna have is ready you're looking at every t sign Etc. Uh, just trying to put the final touches on it. Everything else is pretty much set in motion. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, what do we got? So Tuesday, Wednesday, the golf course is closed to the public. On Tuesday, it's the players' practice round, so the West course available for all the players. It's available on Monday after the, the qualifier, but um, all the pros get their work in on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday is the first day of official pro-ams. There's a morning wave and an afternoon wave. Um, that same thing repeats itself on Thursday, but the golf course is open to the public, so you can come out and watch some of the pro-ams. Um, and then tournament starts on Friday, runs like clockwork. And, and, and Steve, for folks that don't, don't have never experienced a pro-am or never really experienced a professional golf event, th- there's something special about the Champions Tour. The guys are so much, low, so much more low-key. And... I've had someone say to me the very first year, you know, our, our inaugural year, they're like, I lit- I ran into Ernie Els, and I said, oh, yeah, he's and he's like, no, I literally ran into him. He was, you know, so you can get close to Bernard Langer, Ernie Els, he's, these Hall of Fame guys. Yeah, a short story to lead into that. I was at uh, Dick's this year, and the weather looked terrible. It's always terrible in Endicott in June, right? And... Um, Rod Pampling and David Duvall came up, and they're like, hey, you know what we should do? We should play the tournament on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and play the Pro-Ams on Saturday, Sunday because the weather looks bad over the weekend. And they walked away, and I was sitting with Miller Brady, the commissioner of the PGA Tour champions, and he goes, those guys just don't get it. I'd rather have the tournament round canceled than the Pro-Ams. Exactly. Because that right. is the lifeblood of the tournament. Really? 100%. Like they'll, You can figure out the, the competition, but the Pro-Ams – 
that's the experience. That's why people come back. Sure. Think about how cool it is, though, you guys. I mean, you get to play with Ernie Els. You get to play with Bernard Langer. On the regular tour, you get a chance to play with Tiger Woods. There's no other opportunity at any sort of sporting venue that you're going to get a chance to play with the, the, the top players in the game. We had a friend of ours that played, and he has in the last two years. We played golf with him last week, and I'm not going to say his name, but he played and he bought a, a, a sponsorship and also was a part of, of playing in a pro-am. He said it's the best event that he's ever been to. He said, I, I he got to talked play. about it all day long. That's all he talked about was playing in the pro-am. And I said, what about the event? He said, oh, it was fine, but I love the pro-am. <laughs> he yeah. also said he hit it all over the place. He, <laughs> he almost, almost killed, killed spectators on every hole, <laughs> but he still had a great time. Yeah, I was playing with a friend in the pro-am last week, and he's a plus handicap, so he's a great player. He was getting a putting lesson two consecutive holes from Olin Brown. I mean, wow. so they're they're engaged. They, they get that they're sort of on the back half of their career or past that a little bit and that the sponsors are their lifeblood. The sponsors are who make the purse possible and they're engaged. So they, they do a wonderful job almost without exception. Is, is today kind of a nerve wracking day for you on a Sunday before the week, or is it uh, you know what we we've got it now. It's, it's kind of down to clockwork. We know what it's going to be like. Um, it isn't so much nerve-wracking knowing what's going to happen. It's a little nerve-wracking that something unexpected will happen every year. So you just don't know. Last year, we had a pop-up rainstorm on Saturday right after our Legends Challenge that rained probably an inch and a half in 90 minutes. It didn't rain at the airport. It didn't rain in U-City. It was just a pop-up storm right over the top of Norwood Hills Country Club. And... So we, it was all hands on deck to, to make it happen. And the next morning I'm out, um, on the golf course and members are coming up to me saying, why are they playing lift clean in place? It didn't rain last night. It did here. Yeah. Uh, It didn't at your house. It didn't at my house, but it did here. So we were talking about the pro-ams, but you mentioned also the shootout. You've got a putting contest. You've got various things that are raising money. So go through those two. All right. So Tuesday afternoon, there's a putting challenge sponsored by RSM. Uh, It pairs someone from a charity, a PGA Tour champions professional, and a youngster in a nine-hole putting challenge that raises money for somewhere between 10 and 13 additional charities to be part of it. Um, That leads right into Tuesday night pairings party. So the pro-am participants um, go to a dinner, a little presentation, some music uh, with usually about a third to a half of the players that are around uh, mingling. And so you get a chance to to talk to a lot of them. Um, Thursday, we have a youth clinic um, sponsored by Accenture. Saturday afternoon, we have Legends Challenge. Yeah. And who's in that this year? So it is Hale Irwin, uh, Robert Thomas, Chris Pronger, Ozzie Smith, Craig Berube, and Steve Ott. Tell you what, there's a lot of fighting in that uh, (laughs) challenge that you got going there. Well, I'll tell you what, I didn't get that finalized until about a week ago. Yeah. So there was a lot of people that were interested that then had conflicts. So in the run-up this year, uh, locking down the legends has been one of the most challenging things. You pulling for Jay or what? Oh, absolutely. You better be pulling for Jay. 
I mean, we want Jay to put up tree, big Steve. numbers. You saw how I played two years ago. Hide behind a tree. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think we're going to get a good Jay this year. I, I'm thinking that too. Uh, final message that you want to give to fans right now that are listening that have any interest in coming out this week. Best way to do it, what they should do. And I should ask this too about parking. And, and people always are curious about parking with an event like this. Yeah, so there's public parking at the – I guess it's now the former Express Scripts building. All the information's on ascensioncharityclasses.com. But um, in our two year, two previous years, um, we've heard nothing but positives about the length of the shuttle ride, the wait for the shuttle ride. I think, you know, leading into our first event, there was a little bit of fear regarding that because the PGA Championship at Bell Reve had such great attendance. I think it exceeded what the PGA thought. And so there was a lot of snafus with that. Um, but we've, I think we've nailed it, you know, knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, Cause you don't know, but I think my message would be, you know, there's only 50 people on this planet that can name all the champions tour players, right? Like I happen to be one of them, but um, it doesn't matter if you know all of the players, it is a, an experience. I would say, you know, more than half of the people that enjoy the Essential Trade Classic are not golf fans. They're not tuning in to watch the the BMW or the Wyndham Championship, but it's it's an event. It's a party. There's a lot going on out there. Um, it's more laid back. It's just a lot of fun. We have the Marcone uh, viewing deck for the uh, first responders, the military groups. There's all sorts of special events, like there's Club 314. There's lots of really cool Social things happening while the golf tournament's going on, so that, that that that's a party. That's part of it too, and the and the charities. We should mention the charities as well. One hundred percent. The uh, primary beneficiaries are Mary Grove, the Boys and Girls Club, and the Urban League. Um, during the Legends Challenge, the first tee and PGA Reach benefit. I can't even name all of the charities that uh, participate in the Putting Challenge. So um, there's a lot of good being done in North County, which ultimately is how we determine success if we raise a lot of money for charity we've had a good year um, it would be even better if jay delsing were to be the champion this year but 100 <laughs> percent. let's do no, it no let's pressure. do it let's do it let's do it is right i want it hey thanks for coming in we appreciate it absolutely anytime steve spratt from ascension ascensioncharityclassic.com go to the website find out more about the event all this week out at norwood hills and get your tickets as well it's golf with jay delsing presented by darty business solutions I want to welcome Redbird Heating and Cooling to the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. You can reach them at 314-320-9507 or on the website redbirdhvac.com. CEOs Jed Dickinson and Jerry Pearson run the area's most responsive and dedicated heating and cooling company that's been conscientiously supporting the St. Louis area for the last decade. Just last month, when my air conditioner stopped working, Jed and his team were at my home at 7 a.m. to replace one unit and then repair the other. Your money, like it's our money, was Jed's statement to me, and the repairs for Unit 2 was less than $200. If you want to work with a family-owned business that you can trust, then call 314-320-9507 or visit them at redbirdhvac.com. That's redbirdhvac.com. Hi, this is Adam Best from Family Golf and Learning Center. 
At FGLC here in Kirkwood, we feature a double-decker driving range, two large grass tees with Tahoma Bermuda grass. You want to work on your short game? We have a short game area too, which features a 20,000 square foot green, three bunkers, and zoysia surrounds. Also at Family Golf and Learning Center, don't forget about our nine-hole par three course, the indoor Trackman simulators, and our performance center. If you're looking for the best golf instruction, regardless of skill, we can help. Find out more at FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. We make St. Louis better at golf. I'd like to welcome I Promise to the Golf with Jay Delsing show. What is I Promise, you ask? It's a St. Louis-based company with the most clinically backed eye health performance supplement brand with over 20 years of eye health expertise and nutrition science. It's all natural, and their cutting-edge science and technology has helped I Promise forge many exciting new golf partnerships, like with the PGA of America, the Titleist Performance Institute, the Ledbetter Academy, and many more. Perhaps the most exciting component for me is that all of this new improvement is measurable. I can tell you that in my case, my initial score was around 0.25, and after taking the I Promise product for two plus months, my score soared to almost 0.60. It had more than doubled. I can now read the greens better because I'm not really dealing with as much glare and trying to manage that, and I squint much less when I'm playing golf. And you don't have to take it from me. Check out what Padraig Harrington has to say about this product. He is playing some of the best golf of his career in his early 50s, and he swears, I promise, has helped improve his short game. Check out I Promise. That's I Promise, the company helping us to see better, play better, and live better. Visit them at IPromise.com. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. To connect with Jay, log on to jdelsinggolf.com. You'll see the latest in equipment, find the latest innovations in golf, and get tips from a PGA professional. That's jdelsinggolf.com. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, mostly young African-American females are making between $55,000 and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, $55,000 to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. The Legends of Golf return to St. Louis in 2023. You won't want to miss one of the strongest fields in golf. Ernie Els, Steve Stricker, Bernard Longer, John Daly, and many more when they compete for the 2023 Ascension Charity Classic title, September 5th through the 10th at historic Norwood Hills Country Club. All proceeds benefit area charities. Together, we were able to donate over $1 million to those most in need last year. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com. 
Hello, friends. This is Jim Nance, and you are listening to Golf with my friend, Jay Delson. This is Dan McLaughlin, and we're back on Golf with Jay Delsing from the studios of 101 ESPN. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions. Our guest this morning, Jay Haas, the head coach at Wake Forest and the Belleville area native. And this hour, we heard from Steve Spratt, the vice president of marketing from Ascension and the president of the Ascension Charity Classic. I want to remind everybody that Jay and I have a podcast that drops every week on Wednesdays. Some of the biggest names in golf. You can find that at Beyond the Fairways with an S, Beyond the Fairways, and that drops every Wednesday. This show is heard every Sunday morning from 8 to 10 here on 101 ESPN. We've expanded the show by two hours, and that began this month because of the overwhelming response that we've had from golf fans throughout the area. We have had a lot of emails this morning coming in at jay at jdelsinggolf.com about the Ascension Charity Classic. And yes, tickets are still available for the tournament at ascensioncharityclassic.com. Coming up, we'll get into Jay's preparation for the event, what this means for him, what the week is like for the North County native. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, and we're presented by Darty Business Solutions. You all know by now that Marcone is a fantastic community steward. From donating service dogs for our wounded heroes in need to supporting our men and women first responders through the Backstoppers. This year at the 2023 Ascension Charity Classic, Marcone will once again sponsor the military viewing deck on the 18th hole at Norwood Hills. This is a specifically designed area for our military, police and fire, and first responders. Marcone will have complimentary food and beverage as well as ample seating for our friends to watch some great PGA Tour champions golf from a perfect vantage point. And did I mention that entrance into the Ascension Charity Classic the entire week is complimentary? That's right. It's completely free for our men and women in the military, police and fire, and first responders. Reach out to us at ascensioncharityclassic.com or me at j at jdelsinggolf.com for more information and tickets. It's Marcone, proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. For the best in Italian cuisine in St. Louis, look no further than Paul Mano's, located in Chesterfield. It's traditional Italian cooking, and their best ingredient, it's their tradition. It's cooking like Paul's grandmother used to make and like his mother still prepares today. There are no corners cut at Paul Mano's, from greeting you at the door to the pasta you'll share with your family. Paul Mano's is committed to bringing you their very best anytime you share a meal at their place. It's Paul Mano's located in Chesterfield. This is Adam Betts from Family Golf and Learning Center located in Kirkwood. Our motto is play your best golf. We have the best instruction for every skill level. Two female instructors along with our eight PGA instructors. We're there for the kids and the adults who are starting to play and trying to refine their game. Family Golf and Learning Center features a double-decker driving range, grass tees, and a short game area, along with indoor simulators and a performance center. That's not all. Don't forget about our back nine, Bar and Grill. Find out how we can help you and your family. Head to FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. It's Family Golf and Learning Center, where we make St. Louis better at golf. Powers Insurance and Risk Management is a family-owned local business 
that's been helping our community for over 200 years. In the always confusing world of insurance, Powers Insurance provides clarity, exceptional service, and the latest in cutting edge products to deliver the highest quality in property and casualty coverage, as well as strategic planning consultation services. Powers Insurance and Risk Management will partner with you. That's right, partner with you to customize the right coverage for you and your family. Tim Davis, the Chief Operations Officer, will personally sit down and talk you through the ins and outs of your policies. They are experts at helping you control your workplace expenses and helping to guarantee the safety of you and your employees and their needs. You can visit them at powersinsurance.com. That's powersinsurance.com for all of your insurance needs. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. To connect with Jay, log on to jdelsinggolf.com. You'll see the latest in equipment, find the latest innovations in golf, and get tips from a PGA professional. That's jdelsinggolf.com. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, any maker model, then you need to visit the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. They are the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. My daughter and I both drive vehicles supplied by Colin and the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. And the reason we have them is because we know we can trust them. They made the car buying experience painless and very easy. Their customer service is second to none. They provided my daughter with a loaner car when her Passat needed repairs. Every single step of the car buying experience was taken care of for us. You can reach Colin at 314-966-0303 and he will answer all of your questions and put your mind at ease. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood has new or pre-owned vehicles to be purchased or leased, whichever you prefer. Once you visit the Dean Team Volkswagen on Manchester and Kirkwood, you'll become a customer for life because they'll treat you like family. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. Golf with Jay Delsing, presented by Darty Business Solutions. Our final segment, the Ascension Charity Classic, is here. Our thanks to Steve Spratt for stopping in studio. Again, tickets available at ascensioncharityclassic.com. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions. And again, our show 8 to 10 every Sunday on 101 ESPN. All right, you got the butterflies. Where are you at right now? Oh yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Um, isn't Spratt a cool dude? I mean, he it's just great. he's very calm and he talk, talks. I, I I like his uh, his overall demeanor. He's um, he's you, you know how proud he is of this event. He's worked you know to bring this. He and Nick to bring this vision to 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 see it to fruition, and then all the money D that we're raising for the North County area. I. I, I'm delighted to be part of it, man. So so fortunate. Well, you have a huge hand in, in so much of what's happening here from reaching folks for corporate sponsorships to get people to come out, the tickets, the promotion that you do on your show and uh, throughout golf here in St. Louis, you are to be commended. So I want to ask you, what is your week like? So here we are on a Sunday morning. Let, let's start from right now. We, we yep. finish up here. You're leaving the studio. Yep. What are you doing to start uh, getting prepared for this week? And I know you've done a ton of preparation all summer. Yeah, I mean, I feel like my game is ready. I'm, uh, I'm just um, – what I'm really going to do is just do a bunch of short game work 
and kind of take it easy at this point. D, I've got to play three pro amps. Okay, so um, Sunday morning, love uh, listening to the show all the time, and you know we critique each other and and, and all this stuff. But then I'll go out and um, you know hit some short shots, maybe play nine holes. Oh, maybe we'll play nine holes together, something like that. And then um, is Mark, that an invite for today? Yeah, I'm in. You're in. Let's I'm go. In, I'm in. I know your clubs are in the car. Absolutely, they always are. <laughs> they <I> mean, always <laughs> are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so we're playing golf today. Yeah, so that that check that box. And then um, you know, so then Monday is going to be the qualifier, and so that's tomorrow. And and the, the golf course will be wide open, and I'll probably just go show up in the evening, you know, and and do some practicing around the greens, chip and pitch and putting. And um, Tuesday I've got a pro am, twelve o'clock shotgun on the east course, so I got to go there. Um, then you and I will be together for the parents' party. That starts at 6, so we'll go right from... And the charity putting, too, the, and the charity right putting, before the, that. Yeah, yep. the RSM putting uh, contest for charity. That's going to be awesome to Always watch fun. all those, those folks out there and raise money for, for charity. And then we go right into the parents' party. That's a big deal because um, all of your friends and all of the corporates, you know, and they, they finally find out who they get who they get paired with and... Uh, there's some there's some smack talking out there. I love. Can that, you do that any sort of uh, backroom wheeling and dealing to get the guy that you want, or is this uh, kind of taken care of? I don't think there's okay. a lot of that. I, I mean, I, I guess if you're, if if you know, they're they're probably when when you're a title sponsor, you probably get a selection I would think or so. two. You know, so that's probably not random. But uh, for the most part, it's it's pretty random. And then uh, Wednesday, we're gonna have a. Um, a pro am that'll play on the West Golf Course. It's not open to the public, so it'll be it'll be fun. We'll get out there and we'll play and uh, uh, get to see the course, feel the greens, feel the speed of the greens, get ready to play. Um, then Wednesday night, we are um, you and I are going to be over at the uh, Ledoux Racket Club. We're going. I promise. One of our friends here on the Golf of Jay Delsing show is sponsoring a little fireside chat that I'm going to get to interview uh, eight-time Order of Merit champion Colin Montgomery, and so. We're going to get to chat about that a little bit. Um, you can reach out to me, Jay, at jdelsongolf.com. If you want a ticket to that, let me know. Uh, but um, So that'll be Wednesday. Then Thursday, D, we're going to do it all over again. We're going to go out, do a, a pro-am on the West Golf Course. After that pro-am, I've got to go to Meadowbrook Country Club. I'm hosting a little thing for our great buddy, Mike Kehoe, hopefully our future governor. Man, he's a great guy. He would be so good for the state. Mike Kehoe, and what a and he's what got a, tourism involved. Missouri's tourism, tourism is involved with the uh, Ascension Charity Classic. His daughter Maggie works for the Classic. Yeah. She's a great girl, and so, um, so we'll, we'll get to do that. And then, then Thursday night, man, I'll you know I'll be wiped out. I'll get a good night's sleep, and then Friday morning, I don't know the tea time yet. That'll come out probably sometime Tuesday afternoon, D, and um, get get our tea time. And then it's all about how you play. So. Um, if you play well on uh, Friday, once I play well on Friday, I get paired late go. on Saturday, and then we're doing two T start on Friday, so it'll be one and ten on 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 Friday, and then on uh, Saturday Sunday it'll be one T, so we're all off the first, so that'll be fun. Awesome, it's it's going to be great. You you mentioned you hope to get a well, you said I'm going to get a good night's sleep. You hope to get a good night's sleep yeah. on Thursday. Yeah. That's going to be anxious moments for you as a pro golfer. It is. It is. It's a, it's a, you know, I'll do my mental prep each night to prepare myself for the day. And it's really at this point though, Dan, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Like I want to sure. play. I want to see what I'm going to do. I, I haven't played a tournament in two years, you know? And so I've got high hopes and I'm going to have a hell of a lot of anxiety and uh, I'll be anxious, but I, I'm, I'm odd as you know, for a lot of reasons, but I love that feeling, I love that adrenaline that runs through me, and it just, 
you know, it just, you got to put everything out. It all counts. It's a championship. They're giving away a, you know, wouldn't it be awesome to, to be able to crown, to be in a, in contention on Sunday afternoon to, to win the Ascension Charity Classic? Man, I it'd be like a major for me. You do visualization, don't you? Oh, yeah. And oh, you yeah. think about these things. Oh, I'm our, I've been thinking about this for six months, man. Sure. Absolutely. And when you do that, would you know, give our listeners and whether they're golfers or not just sports fans, but some of the things that you may do without giving away trade secrets of what you're thinking about, but what, what's some of the stuff that you do? No, it's all about relaxation and visualization. And Danny, when Tiger Woods came out to the PGA tour and I watched him, I'm like, this cat does tons of meditation and visualization, which he does. And, and it's basically watching a movie of yourself playing and playing the way you want to play and actually watching a movie of yourself handling bad or, you know, unfortunate situations. A ball takes a bounce. It goes out of bounds. It does something. hits somebody and, and goes into a, a bad spot. And you, you know, how you, you're going to get, I can tell you right now, looking you in the eye right now, I'm going to get punched in the nose or lower somewhere. <laughs> and it's a matter. It's a matter of how you respond. Right, and so it's everybody in this tournament. D is going to make hit bad shots and fall. Get their trains going to go off the track somewhere along the line. the The guy that wins is going to get it back on track quickest, and that's what I'm. That's what I want to be ready for. And uh, you know, hopefully, I make a few putts and have a little game. I, I'm I, I'm I'm thinking that I'm just going to go out and try to make as many damn birdies every day as I can. Yeah, I was talking with you about that. You're going to be aggressive, aren't you? You're oh, yeah, going absolutely, for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you remember anyone that finished second? Not really. Not really. Yeah. So, me neither. What Do you have a favorite hole, by the way, or holes out at Norwood on the no, West? Oh, man. I just love the whole place. You know how I'm, I'm – I, let's see. I think the 11th hole is really a good hole. It's short. You can drive it on the green. You can make an eagle. You can I knew make you were going to say 11. You can make a double bogey. You've seen me do all that. I've hit it I've hit it out of bounds. I've hit trees. I've hit it on the green. It's the other day we played. I hit it on the green. And so, yeah, I, I just like the, the action that 11, you know, brings in brings into play. And um, But there's some great holes. The fifth hole is a great hole with the water down the right, and then it meanders back in front of the green and to the left of the green. And, the sixth hole's a weird green, you know, that's got kind of a bowl on the right side of it. And and um, that, that that golf course can be demanding, and, and they're going to have some tough pins out there, Danny. So it's going to – the neat thing about Norwood West is you've got to hit every club in your bag. You're going to hit three woods. You're going to hit long irons. You're going to hit sand wedges. You're going to hit some drivers. You're going to do all of that stuff. And so, yeah, I just want to – I just – I just really want to have my head clear and uh, and go for it. That's what I want to do. Let's uh, give away some golf balls before we uh, say goodbye, too. We want to thank Jeff Thornhill uh, with the TaylorMade Golf Company. Guys, send me an email, j at jdelsongolf.com, spelled J-A-Y on both ends of that, and just put the word balls or, hey, I want golf balls in, in the subject matter somewhere along the line, and we will uh, get you entered. We just gave away another four dozen for the month of uh, August. So it's really fun reaching out to you guys that have reached out to me and say, hey, man, you want some golf balls? You know, give me your address. So uh, I hear all, Danny, I heard a response last week that said, hey, I'll trade the golf balls in for a round with you and Danny Mack at Norwood. <laughs> and, and then I heard, and then he had LOL. He goes, I guess I can't do that, can I? And I'm like, just let me know what your address is. <laughs> exactly. Or if you want to pay us, we're, yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, we got a yeah, we'll work that out too. Sure. Yeah, that's so fun. So, um, yeah, Jeff, thank you for the golf balls. It's it's been a huge hit. Guys, love always 
We always need golf balls, don't we? Absolutely, especially me. Yeah. But I'll wrap it up with this. This is an emotional week for you, too. Yeah. Norwood kid, uh, grew up in North County. You grew up dragging bags all, all over the place at that golf course. You know every nook and cranny of the golf course. And the other part is your family's coming. You know, your family's spread throughout the country, and they're all coming back home to, to all see you All the play. girls, got All the girls will have an estrogen storm at my house, and it's going to be great. The grandkids are coming in. And we got a little grandson in the mix. And so, yeah, it's all going to be fun. It's super, super special to have you over to the house. Pearlie will be there. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll grill some food and, you know, tell some lies and jump in the pool. And God only knows what else we'll do. It'll be a lot of fun. Have a great week, buddy. Thanks, Nick. I can't, I can't, I can't wait. And we'll have, we'll have enough content for this tournament to fill up 25 shows <laughs> and they'll probably be tears who the hell knows i can't wait normally jay says hit him straight st louis i'm gonna end it today hit him straight jay <laughs> that's great Danny. thank you darty business solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years how do we do it through our expertise in technology better use of data and analytics artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, mostly young African-American females are making between $55,000 and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, fifty-five to sixty thousand dollars a year, right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. The Legends of Golf return to St. Louis in 2023. You won't want to miss one of the strongest fields in golf. Ernie Els, Steve Stricker, Bernard Longer, John Daly, and many more when they compete for the 2023 Ascension Charity Classic title, September 5th through the 10th at historic Norwood Hills Country Club. All proceeds benefit area charities. Together, we were able to donate over $1 million to those most in need last year. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com. WXOS, WXOS HD1 East St. Louis, 101 ESPN is driven by Auto Centers Nissan, home of the lifetime warranty and 30-day return.